You have a lot to focus on every day. Let Virginia Premier focus on your health coverage. Our health plan is only focused on Virginia, so we can connect you with quality health care and local resources. Our added benefits give you more value on top of your medical and drug coverage from Virginia Medicaid. See our benefits at virginiapremier.com slash Medicaid and have your whole family with the same health plan. Virginia Premier, focused on Virginia, focused on you. Improper disposal of batteries can spark fires. Fires on garbage trucks and at trash and recycling centers cost millions and put lives in danger. Batteries do not belong in regular trash or recycling. Learn more at gorecycle.org. Brought to you by Prince George's County. Hello, Cleveland, and welcome back once again to another edition of the Dogland Podcast. I am your host, Jackson McCurry. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Anthony Jokey. Anthony, what's going on, man? How are you? Not a whole lot. Just, uh, you know, it's been a, a long week. It was a long sports weekend uh, last weekend uh, for all of us. Uh, I somehow attended three games in like 36 hours, so I'm still kind of recovering from that. But it was it was a fun time. Uh, you know, Sunday wasn't fun uh, on both fronts, but uh, it was still good to get out there. I haven't been down to that stadium in like five years, uh, Progressive Field. So it was nice to get down there, watch a few games. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, the Browns game didn't go well either. So I know we didn't get to talk about that after uh, after that, but uh, there wasn't really much to discuss, I guess. Um, uh, same defense over and over again, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was it was not a fun Sunday in Cleveland, to say the least. But shout out to the Guardians. Um, what a season they had. Unfortunately, it didn't end the way we all hoped it would. But uh, the future is very bright with that ball club. Um, looking forward to 2023 and seeing what uh, they put back out there um, in terms of product. Because uh, from what we saw during the regular season and parts of the postseason, the future is sure bright with the core group that they got uh, and can't wait to see how they build upon it this winter. Um, to say the least, as for the Browns, things aren't looking great right now. They don't look great. They don't sound great. Um, but, you know, we're going to try to make the most of the rest of the season, uh, put out some great content. Um, and as we allude to that, Anthony, we got a big announcement to make in terms of this podcast uh, to our listeners. Um, this this is pretty big. It came together pretty quickly over the last week, but um, we do have something very major to announce to all of you. Dude, do we have an announcement to make are are people going to uh enjoy it a shout out to alex for that one um <laughs> you know there was an apology uh this weekend which was, which and was I, great and i've seen the video thank so you there, there's, there's proof of that um but uh yeah it's a it's a pretty fun thing um it's, i guess you could say it's a, a long time coming we're very excited about it uh we always wondered if uh you know, someday something like this would, would happen. So I'll let, uh, I'll let you spill all the details on it. Yeah. So, um, this episode here is going to be our last one on this podcast feed and everybody's going to be like, well, what, what, what's the big announcement? You guys sound so thrilled. Um, starting, we'll say next week. Um, cause we still have some minor kinks to work out, but we are moving the dog lamb podcast over to dogs by nature uh through vox media through sb nation uh and we will be a part of their podcast network so to speak so if you guys listen to podcasts all you have to do is search dogs by nature 
and subscribe, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. And that's all you got to do. And then the Dogland Podcast will be there. Um, the podcast will be there. We'll be one of the their official podcasts. Um, nothing's going to change in terms of our format, like what we're going to do. It's going to be the same podcast that we've done since 2017. It's just going to be in a different place. We're going to be a part of Dogs by Nature, um, part of their podcast feed. Um, shout out to Jared Mueller, who is, you know, we've had him on the show numerous times, whether he's with the OBR, or the Browns Wire. He's now the producer over there at Dogs by Nature. Uh, he reached out to us to ask if we were interested in joining um, dogs by nature to, you know, bring our podcast over there. And, you know, we did think about it and we did agree and everything is official at this point. Like I said, we're going to get some minor things we got to work through, but more than likely Sunday night post game show after we cover the Ravens game or to break down the Ravens game, that will be a part of the dogs by nature, uh, podcast feed. So, uh, you guys want to continue to support us. All you got to do is go subscribe to the Dogs by Nature uh, podcast feed wherever you guys get your podcasts, and you will still get the Dogland podcast. Uh, it will no new episodes will be a part of this feed for the uh, foreseeable future. But Anthony, this is big, and like I said, shout out to Jared for uh, thinking of us uh, to you know trust us to provide great podcast content as. I think we've had over the last few years, and I think we will continue to do so uh, under the Dogs by Nature brand. You sure you didn't get a new co-host in a deal? Uh, I... <laughs> is it still going to be us too? Like one of us didn't get kicked out? No. Nope. You All and right. me, brother. Yeah, right. you know we've we've been doing this for so long. Um, you know, obviously we we both decided to uh, that this was the uh, the best option. Um, you know, for us, it was it's a great opportunity uh, for everybody involved. So we're we're very excited to you know move over there, uh, be a part of uh, Dogs by Nature and SB Nation. You know, there's certainly an opportunity for us to uh, write as well. Uh, you know, to go along with the podcast. So I'm very excited uh, to be doing this. So uh, I. I think with the feed, though, I, I think it just might, like, transfer over. Uh, we got to figure out those details. But if you still search the Dogland podcast, uh, it, or this feed might even send you to the new one. Um, not entirely sure how it's going to work out. But it'll be all over uh, our social media. There's, too. Um, I don't know if anybody has sort of uh, issues finding us. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're very excited. Um you know, uh, we begin a, a new chapter uh, in, in this podcast starting next week. And, uh, you know, we, we've been, like I said, we've been doing this for so long. I think this is a, a long time coming and we're both uh, very excited to be doing this. Yeah, without a doubt. And like you guys will find us, even though everybody will be like, well, you guys haven't posted any new episodes in a while. It'll be under the Dogs by Nature podcast feed. We will still post it out on all our social media platforms. Uh, so you guys will, we will get, make sure that the Dogland podcast gets you guys uh, going forward. So we are super excited about that and can't wait to get that started uh, next week for sure. Yeah, um, and we'll, we'll still have our Twitter account, our Facebook account, and that's probably the best way to, to keep up with it is, you know, at the Dogland on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, and we'll be sure to, to put out the podcast there. So you'll be able to find it. Yep, for sure. Um, Anthony, as it pertains to this week, uh, you know, we have Baltimore coming up and we will talk about that. But 
I tell you what, after the game Sunday, I just have not had a good feeling about the way the Browns are going right now. It's just, it just seems like they are in a free fall, you know, the free fall we have experienced so many times as fans over the last 20 plus years or so, um, where it just feels like the season is spiraling out of control and, you know, things just don't get better from things you hear. And that, that just pertains to what the players have said. And when two of the key leaders of this team are, are saying things publicly to the media that just don't sound promising, like they can get this season back on track, it just leaves a, a bad feeling in my stomach uh, that this season is not going the way it's going to. And it's about what John Johnson said on Wednesday and what Joel Batonio said on Thursday. And like, how do you feel this season is going right now? Obviously we're two and four. Uh, we're one to know in the AFC North, which is encouraging because, you know, we won our lone a divisional matchup, but you know, the defense isn't getting things together. There's, there's a lot of questions being directed in all facets of that organization from Andrew Barry to Stefanski to the, you know, the coordinators to the players, like, this season just feels like it's in a, a big tailspin and it just does not seem like it's salvageable at this point, which is sad because there's 11 games left. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they knew going into the season that not having their, their starting quarterback, uh, you know, for those first 11 games was gonna, you know, make things extra difficult, but you know, with the way things have gone, uh, you know, these first six weeks, their 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 record should be much better than what it is. You know, it should honestly probably be flipped instead of being two and four. They should probably be at least four and two, maybe five and one, um, with some of the you know results that have happened there. Um, but you know, it's it's been very tough, and and we've seen over the last, uh, I guess, starting with the the Jets game. The, the constant defensive uh, breakdowns, uh, you know, just, just showing their ugly head over and over again. And, you know, there's been a lot of questions about Joe Woods. Is, is it on him? Is it on the players? Uh, is it uh, on the rest of the coaches? Is it on Kevin Stefanski? There's, there's a lot of questions and there's very few, if not, zero answers uh, to any of the issues. And, and that's a problem. Um, you know, you would think that you would at least have some kind of answer to, you know, help fix the problems uh, that, that are occurring. You know, they talked to, about a few things, but I really haven't seen any improvement to give merit to the things that they have talked about. Um, you know, to the I, and I mean, the, the you know, I mean, Joe Woods and, and the players talking uh, you know, about fixing things, you know, whether it be the communication or scheme or any of that. So when you look at this, look at uh, this thing as a whole, uh, it's just been a complete systemic failure on defense and it's starting to find its way into the, the, the rest of the football team, whether it be special teams or, or on the offense, uh, you know, we've talked about how, how uh, you know, great teams play uh, complementary football. And when you have one side of the ball that's in complete systemic failure right now, 
uh, like the defense is, it, it's starting to uh, boil over to to the rest of the team. And, um, you know, it's very unfortunate that it's turning that way. But, you know, at some point, the the leader of this team, and, and by that I mean Stefanski, needs to, you know, right this ship. It's, it's his ship, and he needs to uh, fix all the issues, you know, with his crew. And if, um, you know, people aren't on board with it, he needs to kick them overboard, make them walk the plank. Uh, so the, the way that this has gone over these, these last like four or five weeks has uh, gone from one breakdown to just, you know, countless others. And it, it's unfortunate that it's completely derailed so quickly. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, then like when the players start speaking out publicly, I just don't think anything good can come from it. And, you know, John Johnson spoke to the media on Wednesday and, you know, he said, wait, he, I have the quote. It says it's a commitment thing. And I think he's talking about more or less about like, you know, the defensive player, like maybe all the players on the team in general, just like putting in extra work. He said, it's a commitment thing. When practice is over, you can't just run out of the building. Leaders on this team need to get together. Something's got to change. And like, my only thing is like, and this is my issue. And I tweeted about it on Wednesday after I saw the quote, why is John Johnson, who is one of the leaders airing out issues publicly like this, this is my problem. And this has happened time and time again over, you know, several Browns, 10 years when they start leaking things and airing things out publicly to the media, no good can come from it. Like I get what John Johnson's trying to say, but issues like that, like if guys are just bolting out of the facility as soon as practice is over, first of all, I think the team is limited to how much time they can be in the facility. I think Jake Burns brought that up today. Um, so I think if John Johnson is saying like guys can stay over and like watch film and stuff, but they can't do extra work, but like, and I understand like guys have families, guys have, you know, stuff they have to do outside of the facility. So like, I get where John Johnson's coming from, but also like, I feel like as a leader, you need to handle that internally. Like, I don't remember Jarvis, like Jarvis Landry was one of the leaders. leaders. I never saw him speak out publicly about certain things like issues going on in the building. Um, I never remember Joe Thomas saying anything publicly but like, I don't understand why John Johnson, who's supposed to be one of the veteran leaders, one of the defensive leaders for sure, speaking out publicly, airing issues out. Like, I don't know if he's trying to get his point across. I get that. But at the same time, like you handle that stuff internally. You go in front of the team during team meetings, during defensive meetings, even in front of like the position rooms. Like if all the secondaries in there, if he's got something to say, like say it there. Don't say things publicly um, because I feel like that just creates a bigger issue. Um, what did you think about what John Johnson had said? You know, it takes a, a pretty bold person to put that on the record and attach his name to it. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of times you'll hear that uh, from the from the media, and they get it from they get it anonymously, anonymously from a player. So I thought, you know, it's, it's pretty bold of him to, you know, actually say it to the media himself and. Uh, you know, put it, attach his name to it. Um, you know, I, I, I wonder if, 
you talked about handling it inter internally. I wonder if they that's already been attempted and things haven't changed. Uh, or, or maybe they did for a little bit and then they, you know, reverted back to, you know, the, the, the old ways. So I wonder if this is like the, the last, you know, attempt for certain people, uh, you know, that they really need to get their, their stuff together. Because you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the thing with Winfrey and, you know, how Miles Garrett talked about that, about, you know, how he needed to, you know, do some of, some of the right things. And I, I wonder, uh, you know, you know, we don't know who John Johnson was talking about specifically, you know, whether it was other players or coaches or, or anything like that. Um, but I, I just wonder if like, you know, this is the next level of trying to make things better uh, because they've tried to handle it internally. Now maybe it, it worked for a week or two and it's reverted back. So, you know, this is the next step of, of trying to, you know, put pressure on, on certain people to, uh, you know, correct things. Um, the, my thing with it, with it though, is he better be doing all the, all the right things. Cause if he says that and is not doing the right things, you know, that just creates a, a giant mess. So, uh, you, you better hope that John Johnson is, is doing all the right things that he's trying to preach about. Otherwise, you know, it's just going to fall upon deaf, deaf ears on, on everybody and it will just become a, a huge locker room issue. Yeah, for sure. And then Joel Batonio uh, spoke today and he said some guys might not understand what it takes to play at this level, how much film you have to put in, how much extra time you have to put in. And he said that's on everybody on the team. He said the coaches, the players to get everybody to understand that. And I thought that was telling because Batonio doesn't really speak out about these things as far as I can remember as long as he's been here. So this was very like eye-opening to see one of your your longest tenured Browns like speak out on something like this. Um, I know some media members took it out of context when he mentioned the coaches. Um, but I think that's right. And I think that was kind of fair that Batonio would say that because it is not only a player's issue, but it's also a coach's issue. Like we know Joe Woods um that you know he's obviously going to be the one to blame for the defensive issues being the defensive coordinator Stefanski's going to be blamed as being the head coach because he's the leader of everybody and if things aren't getting fixed it's his job in order to get things fixed so like it was just alarming to me that Batonio would speak out because he's usually not the type to do that um you know John Johnson's been one that has been very vocal um you're obviously not going to hear that from uh, like a Nick Chubb or an Amari Cooper because they're soft-spoken, but like John Johnson has been very outspoken. Miles Garrett's been outspoken, but it, it really shocked me that Petonio would be one, uh, which makes, I think, it, like I said, it was very uh, eye-opening that someone like Petonio would speak out the way he did. Yeah, yeah, I think you're 100% right on that. You know, if yeah, I would say he's probably – uh, the biggest leader on the team would be my guess, uh, just with how long he's been there and, you know, the position he plays. So, um, yeah, you know, if he's talking about it, then obviously there, there's things that need to change and hopefully that makes everybody look themselves in, in, in the mirror and figure out, you know, is he talking about me? Uh, is Batonio talking about me? Is John Johnson talking about me? You know, hopefully that makes them look in the mirror and be like, well, maybe I need to do a little bit more. Um, so, you know, 
I I don't know if things are going to get better from from here on out. Um, you know that that will show on, on the football field. Uh, you know over the next couple of weeks before uh, the bye week. So I, I would hope that uh, you know we could definitely see uh, at least a, a jump in effort level uh, uh, over over the next couple of games because you know on Sunday I think that was one of the biggest things at least on defense the the effort level wasn't even wasn't even uh, existent. So. Uh, Hopefully that's something that that could change drastically over these next couple of games. Yeah, without a doubt, because it like you said, getting to the bye week, like each loss, I just feel like it, it, it's just going to get worse and worse. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens on Sunday because uh, if last Sunday was any indication about effort, if they don't give full effort against Baltimore, uh, I just all I got to say is buckle up because I just I, every loss. And every, like, seeing guys quit the way they – some guys quit at the end of that game on Sunday against New England. If there's quitting against Baltimore, uh, all I got to say is anybody in that facility better just watch out because I would have to imagine Jimmy Haslam is not a happy person with some of these losses. And if they keep piling up, we know what's going to happen. We've been around this too many times, Anthony, with Haslam. It it just – it doesn't – it never ends well. And I hope it doesn't get to that point, but – uh, I'm just I'm keeping one eye on on my phone at all times when it comes to this Browns team because I never know you never know what's going to happen and uh, we're always uh, we're always surprised by something Jimmy Haslam does even though we shouldn't be surprised anymore. Yeah, and, and you know what? It better not happen on the Monday, the Monday Night Football game at home on national television because if it does, there will be drastic changes the next the next day if, oh. if they even get to midnight oh without a doubt um let's look at baltimore obviously this is the team the browns are playing this week uh we know if if you're a browns fan and you don't know the history between the browns and baltimore um you really need to go dive in and do some research because uh you know why the browns don't like the baltimore ravens it's it's pure as gold they were the former cleveland browns uh, before Art Modell moved the team in 95. I don't need to explain that any much further, but you look at this Baltimore. And, and, and then fired Belichick after they moved. Yeah. Nobody seems to get, get, get it right. Yeah, Adam Schefter. Do your research, bud. The Browns moved to Bal- the Mart Modell moved the team to Baltimore and then he fired Bill Belichick. But every February, they want to say, well, on this day in 1996, the Cleveland Browns fired Bill Belichick. No, the Baltimore football team fired Bill Belichick, not the Cleveland Browns. But <laughs> as we look at the current Baltimore Ravens, they're three and three right now. They're one to know in the division, much like the Cleveland Browns. Um, Kind of a shaky start to their season. You know, obviously three and three, they should be five and one. I would say uh, the blown lead uh, against the Miami Dolphins. I think they blew a lead against Buffalo. Um, but with one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. 
yeah, I mean, they're three and three. They're still a good football team, Anthony. Um, obviously, their offense is firing all, on all cylinders right now. Their defense isn't as good as it used to be uh, in recent years, but they're still really good. They still got some good players, but uh, it's hard to judge this Baltimore Ravens team right now uh, for the first six games just because they've had some epic collapses uh, against some good teams, but it's hard to judge them right now um, so far early on in the season. You know, I, I saw a stat that I'm surprised the Browns haven't even done this one yet. And, and referring to the Ravens, the Ravens have the worst winning percentage of any team through their first six games who has had at least a, a two, uh, two score lead uh, in all those games. You know, somehow the Browns haven't pulled that one off. So, um, you know the the Ravens have gotten out to to fast starts in, in a lot of these games, but uh, the, their defense just just isn't what it uh, what it isn't what it used to be. So there, there's certainly an opportunity there, uh, you know, with the for our offense to to do some damage. Uh, but you know this Baltimore team, you know, you know all of the playmakers on offense that they have. Uh, maybe not so much at receiver uh, anymore, but you know, they still have a, a very good running attack. Uh, when you look at Lamar Jackson, uh, obviously J.K. Dobbins is still trying to recover uh, and, and get back from his injury and trying to get back into the player that he used to be. Uh, Gus Edwards is still out. Uh, I'm not sure when he'll be back from them, but, you know, they, they still have a very good rushing attack. You know, Mark Andrews is going to be a problem just because, my entire Cleveland Browns fandom, they have never been able to cover a tight end. Uh, so that that's certainly going to be an, an issue uh, on Sunday. Um, so, you know, they, they still have a very good offense, but there's certainly opportunity for us to take advantage of, of a defense who has given up so, some big leads uh, late, late in games. Uh, so hopefully, you know, this, this Browns offense can, uh, you know, to take advantage of all that yeah for sure um when you look at their offense obviously lamar jackson is the key focal point of that um we know he's in a contract dispute right now with the team he's on his final year under contract even though we know most likely he'll get franchised um off to a good start both obviously throwing and running as he usually does uh 13 touchdown passes he has thrown six interceptions um but you know on the ground he's their leading rusher with 451 yards and two touchdowns, averaging 8.1 yards per carry. You know, the Browns, Anthony, last year seemed to find a way defensively to limit him. Now, he still had some uh, solid performances. Or no, I take that back. I'm thinking back to 2020. Last year, you know, he threw four picks on that Sunday night game that Baltimore still managed to find a way to win. And then the second matchup, he got hurt. But Joe Woods has done a pretty good job defensively the first couple of years to limit him uh, uh what Lamar can do both throwing and running the ball um you you know with the defensive issues that the team has had you gotta hope that they you know they hunker down this week and get back to what's been working uh to limit Lamar and I feel like this is a big game as they were last year for for JOK who was really quiet last week against New England only played a limited amount of snaps um, this seems to be a game for him to get his season back on track. Uh, and if he can limit Lamar, especially on the ground, I think that bodes well for the Browns to have a chance to win on Sunday. 
Yeah, and you, I thought early on against New England, they did a very good job of stifling the running attack. Um, you know, it just caught up with them late later in the game, you know, when, when it was kind of out of hand. But uh, I thought early on they, they did some good things. And, you know, you try to take at least some kind of positive out, out of a loss like that. And, and that's one that I could take is that, uh, you know, that – First, uh, I would say the first half, maybe the first quarter and a half or so, I thought they did a very good job of that. So hopefully they can build upon that uh, part of, of the game uh, from Sunday and, and, and implement it uh, against Baltimore. You know, I know uh, it just seems like every mobile quarterback we go up against, uh, we have, have an issue with. So obviously that that is uh, what, what Lamar does. So um you know, hopefully, you know, JOK and, and some of the other guys uh, will be able to contain him as, as much as possible. But, you know, when trying to contain him, it, it solely relies upon uh, your defensive ends. And as long as your defensive ends can hold contain and hold the edge, um, you know, not allowing Lamar to, to get out of the pocket uh, is, is huge. So, you know, hopefully Garrett uh, will be able to do that. Clowney, if he plays, uh, some of the other guys in that rotation, uh, you know, they've had a hard time of doing that, uh, you know, this season. And, you know, teams have been just running away from, from miles uh, most of the time anyway, uh, which I would too, because, you know, the, the defensive interior is very poor. Uh, and then Clowney has been injured. So obviously it just makes sense to, to go that way. So, um, you know, the, the defensive front has a, a huge task uh, on hand uh, th- this weekend, and hopefully the linebackers and, and the D-line can uh, live up to uh, – I don't, I don't even want to say live up to expectations because right now I don't really think there's any, uh, you know, for this defense. So hopefully they can just show some sort of promise and maybe build upon those few good things early on they did against New England and uh, – maybe stop this run at least maybe hold it back like 75 percent uh you know maybe not even stop it like 75 percent of what what they're capable capable of would probably be decent uh you know if they could get to that 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 would certainly be an improvement they could just limit it i think that's what might be the word you were trying to look for i mean they're averaging the run game is averaging like almost a, or over 150 yards per game so far this season. So they can limit it to like a hundred because they held new England below 100 last year or last week. If they can do that against Baltimore, at least close to the 100 mark, maybe like less than 120. I feel like that would be a good thing because they can hit you in a variety of ways with Lamar, JK Dobbins, uh, Kenyon Drake, who had a good game last week. Like there's some good runners back there in that backfield. Um, so the best thing is just to try to limit it, especially Lamar Jackson. I feel like that's the biggest one. Um, in terms of their passing attack, they signed Deshaun Jackson this week, um, who's still at 35 years old, can still burn you down the field. Um, you know, Rashad Bateman is starting to emerge a little bit in his second season. Um, Isaiah likely was a guy that shined in the preseason, but he really hasn't taken off yet. Uh, Devin Duvernay is starting to contribute more in the pass attack, but anything, it all starts and ends in the pass attack with Mark Andrews, who has, and you mentioned the Browns haven't been good at covering tight ends, uh, since they came back at 99, but when it comes to Mark Andrews, he's been a thorn in the Brown side since he entered the league back in 2018, uh, same with Lamar Jackson, 
Uh, in eight matchups with the Cleveland Browns, Lamar J- or Mark Andrews has 40 catches, 510 yards, and seven touchdowns. So, obviously, you want to stop Lamar from scrambling around and making plays with his legs. But at the same time, you got to keep an eye on number 89 um, because he has dominated the Browns and he's dominated the AFC North for the most part since he's, since he's entered the league, he's got over 500 receiving yards against the Bengals as well. in their matchups, uh, Pittsburgh's done a good job of limiting him, but obviously he's dominated the Bengals. He's dominated the Browns. Um, and while you want to stop Lamar Jackson, you also have to stop Mark Andrews at the same time. Yeah. I'd say he's probably the the biggest threat, uh, in terms of catching the football, uh, that, that the Ravens have. And, you know, Lamar and him are always on the same page and they always do a good job. So if you could, uh, you know, hold them to like 60, 70 yards, so that's probably going to be a, a win. Um, you know, but, uh, where he seems to just completely destroy the Browns is, is in the red zone. Um, you know, they, they run pretty much all the way down the field. And then in the red zone, you know, he seems to find his way into the end zone uh, to score. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's going to be the, the biggest challenge. And they have certainly struggled uh, the defense, you know, obviously everywhere, but, you know, especially, you know, when they get to the red zone. So, you uh, they have to find a way, uh, whether, you know, it's putting, you know, John Johnson on him or, or somebody just to uh, attempt to limit those catches that he'll get. Because he, he's certainly going to get catches. They just can't consistently be those, you know, 15, 16 yard first down catches, uh, you know, that he seems to gash us for every time we play. So, um you know, if they can hold him to like 60 or 70 yards, I, I think that's going to bode pretty well for this defense. Yeah. Uh, um, as things stand, we're recording on Thursday night. Mark Andrews has not practiced Wednesday or Thursday with a knee injury. So that's going to be something obviously very key to watch um, Friday when, you know, the final injury reports comes out. Um so it'll be interesting to see if he's even going to play. They could be just resting him, could be giving him veteran days off. Um, but that's going to be obviously one big thing to watch uh, going into Sunday uh, is Mark Andrews' availability. Anthony, when you look at the Ravens' defense, I mentioned earlier that they're not statistically as strong as they've been in years past. Uh, they rank 20th in scoring defense right now, giving up 23 and a half a game. Obviously, a new defensive coordinator this year Mike McDonald who comes from the University of Michigan where head coach John Harbaugh's brother Jim is the head coach Wink Martindale left um I think his contract expired and now he's the D coordinator for the New York Giants and probably a big reason why they're five and one and one of the big surprises of the league this year but their defense is still really talented I mean you can't look at the Ravens defense on paper and say this is not one of the most talented defenses in football you got Patrick Queen. You got Calais Campbell still getting it done at 36 years old. Uh, Justin Matabuke, one of the uh, rising stars and in that interior defensive line. They have Justin Houston, Justin Houston, excuse me, um, Odafe Owe, who's a second-year player out of Penn State. Uh, Alex Hale loved him coming out of the draft. Uh, they signed Jason Pierre-Paul recently, and he's starting to make an impact on that defense not to mention their secondary with Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Marcus Williams, who they signed in free agency from uh, the New Orleans Saints. 
So this defense is still really talented. And we know Baltimore always has a great defense. They're not getting after you statistically. The stats won't show that they're making an impact. But when you look into it more and more, you know this defense isn't something you can sleep on. Uh, they've always been a thorn in the Browns' side since the Browns came back in 99. And there's no way that, you know, while the Browns' offense has been really good, there's no way they're coming into this matchup thinking that they're going to put points up on the board against uh, the Ravens' defense with ease because it's never easy when you're facing Baltimore. No, no, it's, it's never easy. Um, you know, they've always had such good leadership uh, over there uh, with Harbaugh. Uh, over the years, um, you know, ever since he's been there, um, you know, obviously him and, and Mike Tomlin have just been, you know, really uh, steady rocks for both of those organizations. And, um, you know, Harbaugh's done, done such a good job, you know, reinventing uh, probably his team a couple of times, uh, you know, I, and obviously, you know, taking them to the, to the Super Bowl too. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's always a, a tough uh, team to play you know when you think of the Ravens you think defense uh, first and foremost you know especially you know in those early 2000s and they did a good job of uh, building upon that for, for so many years but uh, you know things things are new this year and like I mentioned they like to reinvent so uh, what they've been able to do uh, some of it's been solid but like I talked about earlier they have given a lot, given up a lot of big leads. Uh, you know, they've had double digit leads in every game, uh, you know, and they've lost half of those games. So this defense certainly is vulnerable. Uh, you know, we'll see if the Browns can, can take advantage of that, but uh, it, it's just a, a solid defense that uh, always has good leadership, uh, whether it be from the, the players uh, that are on it or the coaches and, and you it's just one of those things that uh, you probably strive your your organization and what you want uh, on defense. Yeah, without a doubt. And I didn't even mention Kyle Hamilton, who was their uh, one of their first-round picks this year, the talented safety out in Notre Dame, who looks like he's been in a limited role, obviously, with such a talented secondary. he's They're probably easing his way in, but um, obviously I'm sure – uh, Kevin Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt are uh, game planning anything potentially that Hamilton could bring to the table because he's such a, a talented safety who I'm sure um, Harbaugh and company are f finding ways to get him on the field to be able to make big plays for for that defense. Um, you know, Anthony, as we wrap things up, let's look at the injury report real quick. Um, on Baltimore side, I mentioned Mark Andrews hasn't practiced uh, the first couple of days. J.K. Dobbins also hasn't practiced with the knee injury. Um, Marcus Peters, it says it's not injury related. He's resting, and it, but they do mention a quad injury. So that's something, obviously, to keep an eye on because uh, he's one of their talented corners. Um, but then when you look at the Brown side, we know Wyatt Teller and Denzel Ward are both likely out this week. Wyatt Teller strained his calf against New England, which I think played a big role in why the Browns weren't able to run the ball and probably why they chose not to run the ball as much as they did just because um, as uh, I thought Froholt did a good job and replaced him, but Wyatt Teller brings so much to that offensive line uh, in terms of run blocking and opening up lanes for Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb that uh, they elected to pass plus they were down for the most of the game anyways but no teller no ward uh joe haig is out with a concussion uh that that's another one i think he's had a couple in a few weeks so that's not good to know good to uh 
to hear uh, in terms of his long-term NFL career. Uh, but everybody else was limited. Um, Clowney limited, Conklin limited, Miles Garrett limited. Um, you know, hopefully Miles' shoulder is okay because that was a little scary at, towards the end of the game on Sunday when uh, his arm just looked limp and has the same shoulder he injured in the car crash. So uh, there's some key injuries on both sides of the ball. Um, so that's definitely something to keep an eye on heading into Sunday. Uh, some key parts on both teams uh, that could be shorthanded rolling into Sunday. Yeah, obviously, you know, not having some of those guys would, would be a huge loss. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what the, the final injury reports is. And, you know, we always try to, you know, tweet out there the, the actives and inactive stuff. And, uh, you know, if they're missing some of those guys, it, it just makes that uh, task even harder. Uh, you know, I don't expect them to win on Sunday. Uh, I'm not sure about you. Uh, but uh, it, it's, it's going to be a very tough task. Uh, it's never easy to... Uh, go and play in Baltimore, uh, you know, even though they lost a, a, a stretch of home games. I want to say it was like four home games in a row spanning last year uh, to start the season. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's never an easy task. And But hopefully, you know, this team can maybe put some things together and, uh, you know, have a good, uh, at least a good effort. You know, if it's a good effort and it's a close loss, I think we'll feel much better. Uh, about uh, the way things are going after, you know, the sort of turmoil this week. But uh, it's certainly a, a lot they have to prove in terms of uh, trying to get away from that narrative that uh, unfortunately has been uh, uh, rehashed around here. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I just – I don't see them winning this game either. I just feel like Baltimore is going to get their, uh, their situation together, um, you know, John Harbaugh and them have done a really good job there during his tenure. Um, you know, they, while they've had a rough start, uh, I feel like they're going to play with more urgency. I just feel like they're more hungry for wins right now. It just seems like there's too many issues right now with Cleveland, um, both internally and externally surrounding this franchise. And we're getting to a part where this is such a difficult part of the schedule with, you know, Baltimore, obviously this week, Cincinnati, uh, coming up on Monday night on Halloween, um, they got Miami, Tampa, Buffalo. Like the next five games are really hard for the Browns, and it's really hard to try to find a win there. Like Miami's possible because they've had some injuries and banged up. Uh, there's always a game that the Browns aren't expected to win, uh, and it could be one of these next couple ones, the divisional matchups. They always get up and ready for them. So, you know, I hope I'm wrong and think that the Browns, uh, can pull this off. I would really love it. I think, you know, the fan base needs it at this point. They need a big win. I just, I just don't see it. I think there's too many issues right now. I think there's probably stuff behind the scenes that we don't know about yet. Um, but I'm sure we will find out in the weeks to come. Uh, but I just can't see the Browns winning this one, unfortunately. And I, I don't think it's going to be close either. I just as bad as not as bad, but as, as not the Ravens defense hasn't been as good, which gives me hope that the Browns offense can, you know, keep them in the game. I just feel like they're probably going to, at some point, the Ravens defense is going to turn it on. And unfortunately it might be this week. They might attack Jacoby Brissett and, you know, get his tendencies that aren't the greatest and maybe pick him off. I hate to say it, but I just don't think it'll be a close game. And I think Baltimore blows out the Browns in Baltimore. And my prediction is going to be Ravens 38, Browns 21. 
Yeah, I don't uh, I don't think they get the win either. Um I I can't see them. I guess I could, but I I really don't want to see them getting blown out two weeks in a row. Um, you right. know, that would just bode well or bode so badly for, for everything in this organization if that were to happen. Um I I think they'll fight uh really hard for the first few quarters, but then Baltimore will pull away. You know, I'll I'll put a final score of um uh, 33 to 23 on this one. Um, but, uh, you know, if they can somehow pull this one out and you go into the Monday night game, that will give them a shot to be four and four and have uh, be three and oh in the division. So uh, that, that would be a very good place to be sitting at, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks. But uh, there's certainly a lot that uh, they need to get through in order for that to happen. Uh, for that to become reality over the course of the next couple of weeks. So uh, I don't think they'll win, but if somehow they're able to get a win this Sunday and then, uh, you know, having a nice home field advantage on Monday Night Football, I, I think that uh, uh, a lot of people will feel a lot better because uh, we kind of expected they would be around, what, 500 or so when Watson comes back. Uh, that would go a long way if you're four and four heading into the bye week uh, with three weeks left until Watson returns. So, uh, hopefully, you know, they could uh, sneak out on a win uh, over these next two games. Hopefully they can win both, but I, I just don't see them, unfortunately, uh, beating Baltimore this week. So, uh, like I said, uh, 33-23 uh, Baltimore. Yeah, it's unfortunate to feel this way, but, like, they're not giving us anything encouraging to really make the make us believe that they're going to uh, find a way to win on Sunday. I hope, I hope we're both wrong. And I hope we both come back Sunday night when we recap this game to say, Hey, we were wrong. And the Browns came away a winner, but unfortunately we don't feel that way. And uh, you know, hopefully they prove us wrong. They've done it time times before. Hopefully they do it again on Sunday. Uh, as we wrap things up, like we mentioned earlier at the top of the show, uh, this is still, we are moving to dogs by nature uh, to be a part of their podcast network, so to speak. So um, you guys will find future episodes in that podcast feed. Uh, we thank all our listeners for that have been with us since day one or found us this season. We appreciate you all and hope you follow us over to uh, dogs by nature as well. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jack McCurry zero eight. You guys can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony Jokey, and you guys can follow the Dogland on Twitter at the Dogland, and also follow us on our Facebook page as well. Um, and until next time, as we get on out of here, as always go Browns leftovers or the DMV number 97 or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.